doing ayahuasca in the jungle is fucking so intense because the jungle speaks to you, the elements speak to you, that all of the animals and creatures get involved. It's really wild. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. 15 days retreat in the jungle versus 15 days in Europe, both with a cool crew. What differences did you find between shamanic practices in South America in the jungle versus ceremonies in Europe? Is context just a small detail? Jungle tends to scare me. Should I push the comfort zone there? Okay. So yeah, I've done, I've done long-term retreats in the jungles of Peru on my farm. <laughs> and I've done, the ones I've done in Australia, actually, I, I actually have not done any in centers in Europe, but I did them in Australia with the same teacher that I did in Peru. So I did them in the Australian bush in like a nice kind of, with a nice farmhouse and running water and, and like not tarantulas and people like, but the Australian bush, no, the Australian bush is nothing. Everyone's so terrified of the, oh, spiders and snakes. Nah, it's like, no, like I will, I will happily work, walk barefoot in the Australian bush. I will, I won't do that in the Amazon jungle. Way more scary, way more dangerous shit. Maybe not. Maybe it's just because I'm an Aussie and I just, you know, wherever you brought up, you're not scared of. But there, okay, so is there a difference between doing it in the Amazon, in the jungle jungle, jungle, like real jungle, or doing it in an, you know, a nice farmhouse in the Czech Republic uh, where you do it in the, on, the, on, a, on a grassy lawn? Yes, there is a difference. It, what I would say is more important is the crew and the teacher. So, yeah, if it's a fantastic teacher who cares, who knows their shit, and, and that's can be really hard to know because there are a lot of people who think they know their shit and do know how to do the ceremonies and they do know how to prepare the, the medicines. But it's these are really tricksy kinds of things because they give you a if you become a, a a competent medicine person or shaman, it does change you and you do become quite charismatic and powerful. You do have insights, but you can also be twisted by it. And I've met some teachers where they. Yeah, there is a dark side to it and it's a bit trippy because it starts to enter into the realms of like spirits and possession and like dark wizardry and stuff like that, which most people were like, yeah, right. And as I, as I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, right. But when you've, when you've been there and you've seen enough, like I, I trained with one guy who was extremely powerful, really, really charismatic, but had some really weird thing going on. Like, and, and Sasha had extremely bad nights with him uh, and took him months to get over it. Many hours later, how you feeling, Sasha? I almost died last night in the ceremony. I almost went eat shit. So it, I'd say it much, much more matters that if you have someone who is caring, who is not doing it for their ego, and it's and a lot of people do, like, you know, they, they have an ego attachment to being a shaman or being a, being a, a wizard, and and uh, they have all the, like, they all, you know, guys, someone that always wears their, their messer, or like where's their, sorry, their, you know, their, their voodoo clothes and, yeah, and they're a Westerner. Like, that's a bit weird to me because the, the ones I know, like in, when they, when they walk on the street, they just wear clothes and they, and you wouldn't necessarily know that they're, they're always like in the spiritual plane or whatever. They're not super invested in being heroes or, or like being on social media about it. It can be hard to, to know who's who. So it does matter who you, who you go with. It does matter how many people are there. Like more is not better, right? Because it's harder to, to control the space. Like I've been in groups that were up to 80 people and that was extremely, like you're on your own then. 
really. You really are on your own. And that was, I had a good night, but I saw lots of other people having awful nights and there wasn't, there just wasn't enough facilitating to look after them. It's, and there's so much psychic uh, energy bouncing off each other. It's, it's probably too, too much. Groups of around 10 to 20 are, are good groups that, that uh, and most of the time I've done them in smaller groups, somewhere between five and 10 to 12 people. Although we did on the farm uh, last year, we did a 20 person San Pedro ceremony, but we'd all been there together for a week, preparing, meditating, cleansing, purging. Uh, we were all in alignment. And so that, that can be a big difference as well. If you just randomly arrive and there's like a bunch of people from all, all over the world that you haven't never met before, you know, some of them carrying psychosis from war trauma or, you know, someone dealing with their childhood rape issues or, you know, someone coming in really angry or someone who's on medication and shouldn't be there, right? Like you don't know who's going to turn up at a lot of these centers. And then you sit and then people go have fucking freakouts or, or, or really you can really feel like you do become like an antenna and you really can feel what's going on in the room and, and often outside. So that can be a bit hit and miss. So if you've got a group that you know, or like you, or you've done some preparatory training together where you've gone and done a dieta first, where you were just dieting, drinking the herbs, doing plant baths, whatever the various, their various treatments that different, different schools use so that you become kind of a group and then you prepare and then you do your, your ceremonies later in the week, for example, that's also much better. That's a big part of why we do that at the natural warrior training is we we spend five days first preparing, not just for that, we're doing lots of other stuff, but part of that is preparation for the ceremony so that everyone is in alignment, everyone is, the, the, the shaman knows people and knows, okay, this, you know, if there are any issues and he knows how to, to look after or be more, more aware of some person if they may have some trauma or they may be more volatile, and then it's a better experience. So, but in answer to your question, is, the, is, there, is it better to do it in the jungle? Yeah, fuck yeah. Like doing it in the Amazon, or, or there's like people, other jungles, and it doesn't have to only be the Amazon, but jungles where the vine, the yage vine and the chacruna leaves, which are the two elements to ayahuasca, grow, and doing it in the middle of the jungle where, where you are absolutely cut off from electricity, from, from internet, from 5G, man, from all of that. And there is just this density of life in those jungles, like billions of creatures, so much life, so much more than... Any other, like in the European nature, how many species are in a, in a, in a nice field? Like if we, if we didn't, didn't include every type of insect, be like a hundred species or something. I don't know. Not that many species. When you're in the jungle, it's like per square inch, there's fucking 15 and like per square kilometer, there's just thousands and hundreds of thousands of species and, and individuals just humming with life and all interconnected, right? Cause it's the, the, the jungle is such a, such an interconnected ecosystem with only this much layer of topsoil keeping the whole thing going. It's so vibrant with life. And as you start to cleanse, go on a proper dieta, basically starve yourself, you eat almost nothing, right? And the idea being that the, the plants are sentient and they don't like the smell of humans. Take it or leave it. That's just what they tell me, right? And they, they, uh, they are also jealous. Take it or leave it. They don't want you, they want you to, to come with respect to their land, to receive teachings and to cleanse yourself of your humanness, essentially for that time. You become more plant or more jungle than human or the human, the human that you are is another organism within this, within this ecosystem. 
And that's was my experience really feeling like when I first go in the jungle, you're like, shit, there's fucking, and you know, you're under this mosquito net tucking everything in and you're like fucking, cause there is, there's tarantulas, they come in from the rain and they climb up and there's fucking centipedes this long and there's mosquitoes this big that do have malaria in them. And there's bushmaster snakes that will kill you. And there's pumas at night going like, it's real, right? There's the jungle is full of fucking deadly shit. But I found like after the first few nights, cause I would go and do, if you're doing a five day, a 15 day, probably they're giving you at least seven doses or maybe, maybe less depends. Some people, sometimes they do them every, usually they do them every second night, sometimes less depending on the teacher. But after your first couple of ceremonies, I, I just started to feel like I'm just, in, I'm part of the jungle. And I did walk around barefoot in the campground, not, not out right into the jungle, uh, but I would walk around barefoot and I didn't feel scared. And I saw, and, and the animals just, the insects and stuff didn't seem to bother me. I didn't get bitten by anything. I did wear, I definitely wore long sleeves and I definitely put on uh, only natural mosquito repellent because you can't use the DEET stuff because you can't have chemicals on you when you're doing dieters. So you just have to use, you basically need to cover yourself and use mozzie repellent and and it, getting malaria, depending on the area, is definitely a thing as well. Shea got malaria once, not in Peru, in Colombia. But yeah, doing ayahuasca in the jungle is fucking so intense because the jungle speaks to you, the elements speak to you, that all of the animals and creatures get involved. It's really wild. Uh, and highly I recommend it if you want to go down this path. But doing one in, in Europe, which will be much safer and you'll feel, you'll, you know, it's, it is nicer that you get to go and sleep in a bed at the end of the night instead of you're on the hut, in the hut, under your mozzie net with tarantulas on the walls. And, but that's fucking awesome too. Like it's such an adventure. So yeah, there's my thoughts. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.